You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. And we're talking on Psalm 19, and it's a fascinating study. And here's how it begins. It begins with David describing how God left us a witness of his plan in the created universe. And he's talking, of course, about the stars. And what a lot of people don't know is that the the constellations, the 12, uh, we call it the zodiac in Hebrew, it's Maserot, It was created by God in the beginning to tell us the story of the plan of redemption. Now, that was taken and corrupted down through the centuries by people who were involved in false religions and occultic practices and so forth to create a a, a perversion of what God set out in the beginning to be a great witness. And so, uh, in fact, it's, it's really obsolete. It's an obsolete plan. It's wonderful to study and see what uh, th- those things say, but we, they've been fulfilled. What they pointed to has happened. And so we have a more perfect law. And so he starts talking about the amazing thing that God does in creating the stars in, in Psalm 19, 1 through 6. But then in verse 7 he says, uh, but the law of the Lord is perfect. So we have an imperfect universe, and even that still shows us something about God. The law of the Lord is designed to bring us into relationship with God. And that's why the name of God changes from the first six verses from El, which is creator or Elohim. And it goes to Yahweh or the Lord, which is uh, about relationship. He's a God of relationship and covenant. Uh, I can compare it to uh, El being like creator or man. And Yahweh is like daddy and not all men are daddies, and uh, not all daddies are your daddy. And so what we see is that God has given us His hand here by giving us His Word. It's His way of reaching out His hand and to show us how to walk with Him. And that's why these five words, law, testimony, statutes, commandments, and judgments, represent the five fingers. There's another thing here that's fear, And it's not one of the fingers, it's the space in between the thumb. And I'll explain why that is there a little bit later. God's ways are revealed by His Word. If you want to know God, you go to His Word. His ways are revealed by His Word. Uh, The way of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. You can't change your mind and refresh your soul without understanding the Word of God. God's Word was given to us to make us to understand who He is. Uh, Isaiah 55 says, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways. And then he says that the Word is how He changes us. Uh, Moses said to God, after he'd seen all of God's miracles, ten great plagues that caused the Egyptians to let go of the Hebrews, uh, he saw God roll back the Red Sea, saw God crash the Red Sea on top of Pharaoh and his armies. But in Exodus 33, verse 13, this is what Moses said, Show me now your way that I may know you. 
In other words, you can see miracles, but those don't necessarily tell you about the ways of God. A lot of people don't know God's ways. And the index finger is a symbol of God's ways. Now, uh, you can't know God's will and purpose for your life through your feelings, for instance. Your feelings are wonderful, but your feelings are not always accurate, and they don't always accurately reflect what God is thinking. God's Word is how you learn what He thinks. That's what David is telling us here. This is where you find God's thinking. I remember when I first came to Christ 50 years ago, um, I knew within three weeks I'm going to be a pastor. That's what I want to be. And, but I didn't know the Lord very well. So for the next year or so, I was preparing to be a pastor and, 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 and studying to that effect and helping pastors uh, in the church and so forth. And um, I read a book, and this book was about missions. And the guy who wrote the book was a little bit upset with American Christians, especially young ministers, who did not want to go to the mission field. It had a very heavy bend toward you need to be a missionary. Well, it actually laid a guilt trip on you if you wanted to be a pastor as opposed to being a missionary. So I read the book and I felt terrible that I wanted to be a pastor. I felt like I was a coward taking the easy way out. I did not want to be a missionary, but I thought maybe I'm supposed to be. And maybe this is how you know God. Maybe you know God by determining if you don't want to do something, that's a sure sign that it's what God wants you to do. And that's how I begin to think. So now I'm struggling with this idea of being a missionary. And uh, don't get me wrong, I, exp I knew missions were important and I wanted to support missionaries and we'd helped missionaries, but I didn't want to be a missionary. I wanted to be a pastor. That's really what I felt like God had called me to do. But I felt like I can't do that. I have to be a missionary. And I can't go to some uh, first world country. I've got to go to a third world country, probably go to a jungle, some faraway place. That's what I've got to be. And I was certain that's what God wanted because it was the thing that I did not want to do. Now, I have a number of amazing friends who are missionaries, and they're very effective. And you know what I found out about every one of them? They all absolutely love what it is that they do. They're thrilled with it. I love being a pastor. I love explaining God's Word. And it was in reading the Scriptures that I was set free from this confusing thing that was telling me I had to be a missionary. And here it is. It's Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for His good pleasure. Meaning that when God really deals with you about something, He not only gives you the order to do it, but He puts within you the desire to do it. And that's what I had about being a pastor. I had a desire to be a pastor. I, it burned in me. I wanted to be a pastor. I loved every aspect of pastoral ministry. I loved it all. There are some parts I liked better than others, but all of it was good for me. It fit my personality. It fit who I was. Along with that, God gave me an intense love for missionaries. And I was determined that we would carve a healthy chunk out of our church's budget in order to support missionaries. And that we were used of God many, many times to help missionaries in disasters and in, in great need and, and they had great challenges. Uh, we gave one time $250,000 
Jesus to a missionary who was holding a crusade in Africa just so he could buy the little booklets that you give to new converts who accept the Lord. And in one invitation in Lagos, Nigeria, he had over a million people come to Christ, and we paid for all those books. Our church did. And that was something that I was so glad to be able to do. It was a wonderful part of who we were. So the Bible tells us very clearly that missionaries have to be sent. They can't just go on their own. They have to have support. They have to have backing. And so uh, that's one of the things I felt like God had called me to do. I'm supposed to be a pastor, but I'm also supposed to help missionaries and get them out there on the field. And uh, so the point that I'm making is this is that when God gives you uh, an instruction, He gives you the desire to do it. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. Now, this is one of God's ways. And when you understand what God's ways are, it's amazing how much easier it is to walk with Him. And a lot of people don't know the Lord that well. They don't know His ways. And so when some old thing comes on them to confuse them and say this is God and they feel like they're called to do this or that and they don't want to do it or it's something that's totally foreign to their personality, uh, they, they, they usually wind up in some kind of shipwreck or crash. And it's unfortunate because they don't know the ways of God. And the ways of God are designed to lead you into blessing. One of the ways of God that I've found is that God leads people in steps. People come to me and say, you know, I've got this opportunity to do this and this and this. And I say, well, what, what kind of a financial load is it? Well, it's huge. It's, it's actually very, very huge. I said, is there any way you can phase into it? No, I have to just, it's all or nothing. And I said, it's not God. How do you know? Because God leads people in steps. The steps of a righteous man are order the Lord. You can cr climb the tallest building in the world if it's got a staircase. And what we think is that in order to follow God, we have to take great leaps. And it's crazy. People talk about the leap of faith, and I wish they wouldn't because it's not in Scripture. There is no such thing as a leap of faith or as a step of faith. There is a step of faith. Scripture talks about that a lot. A man's heart devises his way, but... The Lord directs his steps. It's Proverbs 16, 9, Psalm 37. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. And so God leads in steps. Now that I know that, I can always discern whether an idea for a new move is from God or not because I can ask this question, is this a step or is it a leap? It is knowing that way of God that helps me to avoid a catastrophe. I can't tell you how many people I've seen over the years who fell into great trouble because they overstepped what they were able to do, either with their own abilities or with their finances. They went too far, and they leaped, and they crashed. They didn't know the ways of God. So when you know the ways of God, it makes it so much easier to follow God. So we're talking about taking the hand of God, and the first finger, the index finger, represents God's way. Which way do we go? And God's ways are how we know His voice, and they're revealed in His Word. It's all the time I've got for today, but we're going to come back tomorrow, and we're going to talk about this finger, the middle finger. What does it represent? We'll see you then. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people, so take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.